This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck, or maybe sit in the dining room, delicious food. Then they also have a great full bar, large dining area, and you're going to love the lounge. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. People rave about their delicious, consistent, great food and also the great staff. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is dpetro.com. No eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. I recognize I promoted quite a bit, but I've learned that it takes a while for things to kind of break through and for people to fully understand sometimes what we're communicating. Many times people hear things just once or twice and it doesn't sink in. And by virtue of the fact, we tend to repeat things a little bit. But anyhow, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, Rhode Island, worried about the signature scandal ripple effect amid this criminal probe. Let's hear this story from Channel 12 and her preposterous answers. From Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, one day after state election officials met behind closed doors to discuss signatures submitted by her campaign. Target 12 investigator Alexandra Leslie caught up with the Lieutenant Governor at the State House today and joins us now with an update. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos told me she has not spoken with the Attorney General's office uh. about their joint criminal investigation with Rhode Island State Police into what happened. But she did say that she's concerned about the impact it's had on her campaign huh. and her image. Of course she is. There are still questions about signatures submitted by the Sabina Matos campaign required to get her on the ballot for Rhode Island's first congressional seat. Do we have a motion to resume open session at 3.44 p.m. and to seal the minutes of the executive session? The Rhode Island Board of Elections met behind closed doors on Tuesday to discuss widespread reports from some people who said their signatures were forged on nomination papers for Matos. Board officials were not initially eager to take questions about the signature scandal Uh. with reporter Tim White. Mr. Raposa, you can you can't talk to us real quick. Running. The declined to take further action God. about the Matos matter, saying her campaign had enough signatures to qualify. Executive Director Bob Raposa later agreed to talk to reporters, offering limited information about the AG's involvement. But well, all I can report is what I I know. Yeah, and that yeah, is a criminal yeah, yeah, investigation. I asked the Lieutenant Governor about the issue at an unrelated event at the State House Wednesday. She told me she has not spoken with the AG or Holly McLaren, who the campaign hired to gather signatures. <laughs> Paperwork, which is now under scrutiny. Why not? I have no, no reason to speak with them. And right now, the AG is the one that is conducting the investigation. I'm not conducting an investigation. Why not? Matos said her team is ready to cooperate in the criminal probe, but expressed her concern with the ripple effects it's taken so far. It's my name and it's my campaign that has been basically um, associated with this um, unfortunate incident. So How about the subject of the I investigation? Have concern about that. And my biggest concern is that there are people out there that are going to fit into this um, conspiracy theory about elections that are not um, to be trusted. They're not. I, I hate the fact that I'm being associated with You're that. the one. We reached out to McLaren's attorney who told us his client has still not heard from investigators. He's previously said that he has offered to set up a meeting with prosecutors. With the Target 12 investigators, Alexandra Leslie, 12 News. All right, now very good piece by Alexandra Leslie. A couple things about that. I want to replay. Boy, that Raposa, what a clown. Tim White has to chase the guy, head of the Board of Elections. I, I want to be really clear. <laughs> Why would we have confidence? How many times do I have to explain this? These were signatures that needed to be notarized. Mail ballots don't have to be notarized. The Board of Elections, they're political appointed hacks. They're like Inspector Clouseau. They appoint these people because they can be manipulated. It's like a rigged investigation is what's going on here. So, what I, I know. What I know. Mr. Raposa, you can, you can He's running from Tim White. It's classic. Hold on. Had enough, to... had enough. They didn't steal that much money from the bank. 
Let's hear this. This is Raposa. Executive Director Bob Raposa later agreed to talk to reporters, offering limited information about the AG's involvement. But all I can report is what I I know, and that is a criminal investigation. I asked the Lieutenant Governor about the issue at an unrelated event at the State House Wednesday. She told me she has not spoken with the AG or Holly McLaren, (laughs) who the campaign hired to gather Ah. signatures, paperwork, which is now under scrutiny. Why not? I have no, no reason to speak with them. And right now, the AG is the one that is conducting the investigation. I'm not conducting an investigation. Why not? Mato said her team is ready to cooperate in the criminal probe, but expressed her concern with the ripple effects it's taken so far. This is my name and it's my campaign that has been basically um, associated with this um, unfortunate <laughs> How about you incident. Mean I have concern about that. And my biggest concern is that there are people out there that are going to fit into this um, conspiracy theory about elections that are not um, to be trusted. And I, I and hate the not. fact that I'm being associated with that. You're the poster child. We reached out to McLaren's attorney. <laughs> who folks, told- again, as much as she doesn't like that, do I have to remind people? Well, not everybody. Who is the biggest supporter of Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos? Who would you guess it to be? Now, first of all, the fact she's still running is an embarrassment. She should not be the lieutenant governor. It's a criminal investigation into her campaign. But the biggest ally right now for Lieutenant Governor Matos, the biggest supporter for what's happening right now with the criminal investigation, our elections, whether or not people should trust them. You know, it's interesting that the lieutenant governor actually has an unusual ally here. Her biggest supporter, the biggest supporter of fraud in the lieutenant governor comes from, is it a progressive Democrat? No. Is it Governor McKee? No. Who's the biggest supporter of Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos? That would be State Senator, Senate Minority Leader, Jessica De La Cruz, who thinks the whole investigation, what's the point? Our our whole election system is fine. It's like the scene in Animal House when everyone's panicking. That was actually Kevin Bacon as the, uh, the officer saying, all is well, or maybe he's a ROTC. The biggest supporter of Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, they're going to use this, I heard in their commercials, is State Senator Jessica De La Cruz. How confident are you in the overall integrity of Rhode Island's voting system? Not just signatures all the way through, of course, mail ballots. I, th- I, have, I have faith in the system. If I didn't have faith in the system, then I wouldn't give the time that I do to running for office um, because... If the system is rigged, why do I even try? I won. (laughs) Can you imagine, folks, criminal investigation, dead people signatures, and the biggest supporter of Matos right now is State Senator, Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot, J. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, online at jperrypaving.com, and look for them on Facebook.
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, okay, so they want to go after President Trump for saying that he believes the election was stolen. Okay, let's go down memory lane. Let's see, who are some other people that have been vocal saying that elections were not legitimate? The best campaign. You can even become the nominee. Hillary. And you can have the election stolen from you. Here we go. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's the real thing. That's what I'm thing. scared about no, in Paris, but rightly. Vice I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win, so how do you... You know, fighting against that in 2020. You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice president? <laughs> uh, Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. Jimmy Carter. He lost the election, and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. Russia interfered with our election, attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania wow. Avenue. They were successful. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. Hillary. President or elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president elect as a legitimate president. But you John said Lewis. you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of Hillary uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was I have an objection I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina I object because people are horrified he's an illegitimate president our election was hijacked there is no question Congress has a duty to hashtag protect our democracy and hashtag follow the facts. John Lewis is completely right. There is a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of Donald Trump. The Russians interfered with his election. James Comey and the FBI interfered with his election. Uh, election. The fake news industry interfered with his election. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. Uh, there absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. So that was a very tainted election, and, and in that sense, it, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you because he knows he didn't he knows he's an illegitimate president stolen emails stolen drone stolen drone stolen election welcome to the world of unprecedented trump so do you believe president trump is an illegitimate president based on what i just said which i can't Retract. <laughs> President Jimmy Carter. He tweeted in February 2018, quote, the more we learn about the 2016 election, the more illegitimate it becomes. America deserves to know whether we have a fake president in the Oval Office. The Russian attempt to have, to have the election, exactly the FBI is weighing in on the election, I think make the, make, makes his election illegitimate. There was a widespread Hillary. understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed, history will discover, but you don't win by three million votes and have all this other shenanigan stuff going on and not come away with an idea like, whoa, something's not right here. Seems to me that there's a cloud of illegitimacy that continues to hang over 1,600 Pennsylvania Hakeem Avenue. Jeffries. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference, and now we need to know, you know to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with Debbie the, with so Russia. He knows he's an illegitimate president, oh. so of course he's obsessed with me, and I believe that it's a guilty conscience. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. Terry McAuliffe. Listen to the cheers. Al Gore won that election. I think he won anyway. Biden. <laughs> I think I carried Florida. Al Gore won the election nationwide and also in Florida, but the Supreme Court ruled the other way. Al Gore got more votes, but not enough to stay out of the Supreme Court where President Bush was elected 5-4. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. If all the votes were counted in Florida. Terry McCullough. Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be back in office. I come from Florida where you and others participated in what I call the United States 
coup d'etat. Since 2013, according to reports, Vice President Joe Biden, he claimed that Al Gore was the one who was elected president. And he claimed that the recount result was, quote, a bad decision. And never forget, dear friends, what they did in Florida to Al Gore and me, to all of us, to older Americans. This is Lieberman. To African Americans, to Haitian Americans, denied the right to vote and have those votes counted. I do believe that the projections were oh, right in the first place at 7 o'clock when they called it for Gore. Let me tell you something, without a doubt. George Bush did not carry Florida, and it was not close. Former There's no question that you won the state of Florida. Oh, thank you, Charlotte. No, it's a question. Al Gore. <laughs> That's a we question. Will, we will never know because the votes weren't, weren't counted. You know, folks, the, the reason why I played that and you're probably going to hear and you see different montages, is this whole notion that one side is allowed to throw rocks like that and the other side is not supposed to. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, Herbal remedies, trusted companies, they understand quality, integrity. It's my health. It's all about your health. Local products, I say, honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. All right, let's go to the mother of the 23-year-old soldier. Um, it's a big nightmare. Her son's being detained in North Korea. Now, I, I hope they explain the full thing. Otherwise, I will. Listen Function. to this. I can't think straight. It feels like I'm in a big nightmare. This morning, the mother of missing U.S. Army Private Travis King speaking out while her son in custody in North Korea. Once nighttime comes, I start worrying more because I don't know if, what they're doing to him. The 23-year-old soldier's family calling on the U.S. government to help bring him home. But this is not a typical case he of detention. He ran into North Korea. He was supposed to be on a flight back to the U.S. last month after serving 47 days in a South Korean jail for an altercation. But instead of boarding the plane, officials say King left the airport and joined a tour of the DMZ, the heavily fortified demilitarized zone that separates North and South Korea. King, pictured here dressed in black, moments before, officials say he bolted across the border on purpose, right into the custody of the North Koreans, and was driven away in a van. His family in disbelief. That's not Travis. Travis would not just go over the he border did. like that. He's the type of kid he would have wanted to come home. You know, he, he knew just going across that border is basically just committing suicide. Correct. King's family says he was struggling prior to his disappearance. His uncle telling ABC News, Travis said he was experiencing racism during his military oh deployment God. to South Korea. And that after he spent time in jail, the messages King sent to his family no longer sounded like him. After we hear about this fight and him going to jail... The messages became strange. I was like, you okay? And he's, he's telling me, no, they're trying to kill me. Oh. And then he just continued to send these songs and and speaking to me, and he was saying things like, said they're racist. Oh. I don't know, it made me seem like some, something was going on with him. Like he was fearing for his life. And his mother says she received a disturbing phone call in the middle of the night, sometime prior to Travis King crossing the border. 
like three something in the morning, I got a call from him. And I was half asleep and he just called and he just screamed, I'm not the army soldier you want me to be. I'm not the army soldier you want me to be. And he kept screaming that out loud. And then all of a sudden the phone hung up and then they were taking him to the hospital. King's family oh, now God. searching for answers and trying to do anything they can to get him back. The administration says it is doing whatever possible to get Travis King back. It might be an encouraging sign that North Korea has acknowledged they are now holding him, but it could be a very long time before their so-called investigation is over. Guys? Hey, I he's the one that ran over the border into North Korea. All right, let's go to the U.S. fugitive, Nicholas Alaverdi, or Rossi, but it's really Alaverdi. He, uh, he is going to be heading back to the United States. I think this is a, a short piece on by the... Monster uh, Legends. There it is. The BBC. Um, I think I can play it. Hold on one moment, folks. Here we go. This is the extraordinary story of Nicholas Rossi, a fugitive who American prosecutors say faked his own death and fled to Scotland. It began when he was spotted and arrested in a Glasgow hospital while being treated for COVID. He claimed he was Arthur Knight, an Irish orphan, but a Scottish judge has ruled he is Nicholas Rossi. This is 12 News Now. Rossi's case made international headlines. Authorities say a Rhode Island man faked his own death and then hid out in Scotland. Yeah. A story so bizarre, it felt like a film script. So I have to hold his full weight. He protested he was the victim of mistaken identity. I can't make it any clearer, Stephen. I am Arthur Knight. He claimed he'd never been to America, but across the Atlantic were people who saw through the performance. You were always absolutely certain it was him. 100% I was the whistleblower. Yep. In Rhode Island, people knew Rossi as Nick Alaverdian, a child welfare campaigner. Politicians even paid tribute to him when they were told he died. He's passed away from a long battle with cancer. In reality, Rossi Not was a convicted did. sex offender who'd yep. fled to the UK and morphed into Arthur Knight before COVID stopped him in his tracks. He was arrested after hospital staff recognized him from an Interpol wanted notice. He said he was framed, even claiming that he was given identical tattoos to Rossi as he lay unconscious oh on the COVID God. ward. We heard in court, though, that you were identified by tattoos. Is it worth seeing your left forearm? I just saved you a photo. Yeah, yeah, but could I, could I, I mean, could you just raise Honestly, up? Honestly, I'm exhausted. Slowly, the Arthur Knight charade has been unpicked. Yep. Nicholas Rossi faces serious allegations in the United States. Listen, he is a sick, pathological liar. It was Brian Coogan that was the one. Brian Coogan was the first one to tell me and contact me the summer of 2020. That was um, down the dial. Another radio station bought into the whole thing that he had, in fact... Um, had died, even though that's not true, and obviously not true. But I don't find him entertaining. Some people have. I don't find any of it entertaining. He's a pathological liar. He has sexually assaulted people. He ripped off these people in Ohio. He's wanted by the FBI. Um, he's he's a, a dangerous individual, I think, and has been. We've talked about him quite a bit, but it, it, was, it was Brian Coogan former rep from East Providence. He was the first one that reached out to me. And because of the summer 2020, that's not what I was focused on, but he was the first one to say that I, you know, that I think this guy faked his own death. I, I knew who he was. He had called in years ago when I was on the radio. And then after that, when I started posting on Twitter that the FBI was looking for him in Ohio, he then started conversing with me. It was him. He pretended he was uh, the widow of Nick Galaverdi, but it was him and these long diatribe messages. Um, I want to repeat, he is a pathological liar. He is a con man. He has committed serious sexual assault crimes. I don't find him entertaining. Some people would. Uh, he was, by the way, he was also pretending to be King Arthur Knight who was the afternoon host 
on you know the radio station down the dial but but some people would take calls from him and found it funny oh isn't this funny it's arthur knight and he's calling in and making a mockery i i don't he stole a lot of money he hurt a number of different people and he's he's sick he needs to be held accountable and the whole charade is up and him hiding in scotland tom mooney the providence journal also did a fantastic job with it and um it was one of the members of the state police who was a detective who also was very very good but the two people that i think were really at the center of this one was tom mooney reporter of the providence journal but the other is that brian coogan um who he and, and i'm going off he was the first one that said i you know i think he he's alive but when he did the whole fake death it was right in the spring of 2020 that's not what people were focused on and there were some media outlets that did post the story about it and do tributes to him and so forth i certainly wasn't one of them you're listening to the john DePietro show aj drywall plaster home improvement call them today for a free quote you can also find them on facebook 401-323-9252 323-9252 aj drywall plasters home improvement frame to finish basements what a difference it'll make in your basement acoustic ceilings look how beautiful your ceiling could be new homes additions also commercial rehabs painting remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business. AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and home improvements for your home or business you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm what are they going to do about this area of mass cast it's a major problem it is the area massachusetts avenue cast boulevard rampant public drug use well they seem to think that the problem is actually even getting worse let's pick up the story this is the story from wbz a challenge for the city of Boston. But now, Mayor Wu says the violence there is out of control, and most workers trying to help people in that area have been told to stay away. Now, we wanted to cover this story. It's important. We also wanted to keep our crews safe. So WBZ's Christina Rex is live in Sky Eye above Mass and Cass with our story tonight. Christina? Yeah, Lisa, we're up here in Sky Eye overlooking Mass and Cass. Just want to show you what you can see below me, below the helicopter like right now. You can see there's tents there along the road, those tents we got used to seeing in this area. Mayor Wu told me today that those tents are a particular concern. More tents means more hidden activity, which has opened the door for more drugs and, she says, more human trafficking. And the numbers show that this situation right now is dire. It's bad. It is very bad. John Kamenik works at a meat facility around the corner from Mass Ave and Melnea Cass Boulevard. Every day, he says he encounters safety issues at work. I had to clean up squalor oh. in front of my door and by my trucks, cleaning up, sweeping up hypodermic needles, bands. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu says the area known for rampant drug use is experiencing new levels of danger. In the last month or so we have had several concerning incidents including some related to our officers right there's been um those who have been uh pepper sprayed or worst or or stabbings and emergency calls are through the roof according to city data from may to july of last year there were three to four hundred ems calls per day to the area that time this year there were seven to nine hundred we are seeing folks come in from not only across the state, but all across the country. Mayor Wu says there's an influx of new people arriving in the area. And with increased danger, the city is losing services vital to the people struggling with substance use issues and vital to keeping the city clean and safe. Even the outreach workers who have been out there day after day after day are not feeling comfortable, not feeling like they can physically uh safely be there anymore and so at this point it is just our city teams out there 
And back out here live in Sky Eye, you can see those tents here. The city already transitioned hundreds of people to transitional housing, but they say many still come out here on these streets to use drugs. And they do daily sweeps here where they make people move those tents while the city can clean the streets here. That's kind of a short-term solution. So coming up at 6 tonight, I'm going to explain multiple of the long-term solutions the city is considering to hopefully help this area and the people in it for good. For now, live in Sky Eye, Christina Rex, WBZ News. I could think of that, that the media has to be now in a helicopter above them instead of being down on the ground. Now, there was a lot uh, out of that report, and I thought it was a, a very good, um, you know, it, it's not a typical. Number one, I like the fact WBZ even acknowledges they don't feel comfortable that it's safe to send their reporters down into that area, number one. The mayor also, I thought, was pretty good. Number two, new people arriving. So new people keep coming. Um, this isn't just helping a couple different people. So the homeless advocates want you to believe, what are they always, to, this could be you, this could be you out there. We just need to help these people. You know, it's almost like a shell game because they try to say, if you could just help these 20 people, it's going to solve the problem. And then as the city or wherever this could be, by the way, this could also be, you know, closer to home. This happens to be in Boston, could be Providence. But but when you then say, OK, we're going to help these 20 people. Right. And then there's 30 people behind them. And they say, you you know, you got to do something. You have to help these 30 people. So, OK, we're going to take the resources. We can help these 30 people. And then there's 40 people behind them. And then it just keeps it's multiplying. And there's violence. And this notice the homeless advocates never address the fact that the sex trafficking, open drug use, th this is disgraceful. It's getting worse. The more that you say, and there are people out there that say, you can do, this is okay, we're going to take care of you. Don't worry about being responsible. Don't worry about your behavior. Stay there in the tent. Do the drugs you want to do. It's up to the state and the city to do something to help you. They just keep encouraging that. And I don't know where we're headed with all of the rampant drug use that not only is going on now, but seemingly is even getting worse. So I just don't know, you know, we, we, we're, look, look at what's happening. Things are, things are not getting better. Things are getting worse and more people are coming. Now cannabis is legal. Now they're going to make magic mushrooms legal. And everyone keeps saying, oh, there's mental. You know what doesn't help your mental health is lying in the street using drugs and then being under a tent. Yet people are finding all these, you know, handouts for you and demanding you get free housing. That's also not good for your health. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. Call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401 885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com. And then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, propane plus, heating and cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on propane plus. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, today, without question, it might just seem like Thursday, but it's actually Trump Day in the USA. We have a lot to get up to speed on. It's going to happen this afternoon. Let's hear the latest. President Trump, the Federal third indictment. Washington stepping up security for an unprecedented arraignment. Our former president of the United States set to be fingerprinted and formally charged with trying to steal an election. Special counsel Jack Smith claiming that former President Trump was knee-deep in a criminal scheme 
built on lies that culminated in violence that exploded on Capitol Hill on January 6th. It was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. Jack Smith insisting Trump knew he lost the election, but tried to overturn the results anyway, determined to remain in power, claiming that he spread lies about fraud, though he knew that they were false. But the indictment about more than Trump's public statements, it was about his actions too, including a relentless pressure campaign targeting Republican officials, including his own vice president, Mike Pence. Pence on Wednesday reacting to the indictment, which mentions him more than 100 times and quotes Trump telling him, you're too honest. I've been very clear. I had hoped it wouldn't come to this. Pence testified before Smith's grand jury and turned over contemporaneous notes he took after his conversations with Trump. For my part, I want people to know that I had no right to overturn the election uh, and that uh, what the president maintained that day and frankly has said over and over again over the last two and a half years, is completely false. The indictment charging Trump was told over and over again by his own attorney general, Homeland Security officials, White House counsel, and state election officials that his claims about election fraud were false. For example, Trump insinuated that more than 10,000 dead voters had voted in Georgia. But just four days earlier, Georgia's secretary of state had explained to Trump that this was false. But the president's supporters pushing back. This line of defense from his attorney. This is an attack on free speech and political advocacy. And there's nothing that's more protected under the First Amendment. But Trump's own attorney general says while he has some general concerns with the case, the Justice Department's prosecution is legitimate. All conspiracies involve speech and all fraud involves speech. So, uh, you know, free speech doesn't give you the right to engage in a fraudulent conspiracy. Trump in court facing charges is starting to feel familiar, but the consequences for the nation's politics and the rule of law are enormous. Michael? You know, that's interesting. That was Bill Barr with um, commenting on the element that all involve, you know, speech. In action, because that's kind of been the defense. All right, the coverage continues. Former president spending his morning here at his New Jersey golf club before making his way to Washington. This is certainly not how the former president and Republican frontrunner was hoping to make his return to Washington, not for an inauguration, but rather instead his third indictment in just four months. He is expected to travel by private jet, sources telling us he'll be accompanied by members of his legal team and campaign staff. His motorcade will then wind its way through Washington, going just blocks from the White House and the Capitol. Trump returning to the alleged scene of the crime, but he is returning defiant. Trump insists this is all just an effort by President Biden and Democrats to weaponize the Justice Department against him. Trump himself telling ABC News this latest indictment is just a ridiculous pile-on. The former president trying to turn his legal woes and his legal defense into a campaign rallying cry. Now, he does not have any other events scheduled for today, though we are told he is possibly considering speaking to reporters after his court appearance. Good morning, Mike. All right, well, that would certainly be interesting and different. Um, hmm. The idea of that is only going to bring more attention if that's possible. All right, what should he expect inside the courthouse? Basic here we go. Good morning, Robin. When he arrives here, Trump is going to be processed in court as a criminal defendant. And he's been through this twice before. But once again, he's going to have to give his social security number, his address, basic information, and have his fingerprints scanned. At no time, though, will he be in handcuffs. And there won't be any mugshot because he's already one of the most photographed people in the country. We're told police are tracking no threats or protests that could disrupt this court appearance. But security here is... Is tight, especially after a scare up the block on Capitol Hill. A 911 caller reported an active shooter in a Senate office building. None was found, but hundreds of officers went floor by floor with guns drawn. Trump is set to appear here before a federal magistrate, but his case is ultimately assigned to a district court judge who was appointed by then-President Obama. Judge Tanya Chutkin has ruled against Trump before when he tried to keep documents from the Congressional Committee investigating January 6th, and she 
has imposed some harsh sentences for January 6th defendants. But, George, no judge has ever heard a case quite like this that asks whether a sitting president can spread lies to overturn the will of the people. George. Because it hasn't happened. That, um, that's interesting how um, what happened yesterday on Capitol Hill with the 911 uh, saying an active shooter in the building. I actually got people sent me video of that thinking that something had happened, and I had to explain that it was all false. All right, so what about the element, the legal part of this, once they are inside? And two trials already set. We'll see when this one is scheduled. You've also got Georgia likely to be coming up as well. But an important point here, even if Donald Trump is convicted, even if these trials happen before the election, he can still run. Absolutely. Um, it, I think part of the, the goal here for Donald Trump, of course, is to move these cases back, try to make it after the election, because he believes he can make these federal cases go away if he can win the election. That's why when I'm watching today the arraignment, I'm looking at this less through a legal prism, as I typically would an ordinary case, and I'm looking at it through a political prism. You know, which door is he going to come in? Is he going to speak to the media? I mean, this, is, this really is more a political event than legal one today. Well, in fact, George, he had the opportunity to have this appearance remotely. He could have done it via Zoom. Yeah. But he, it was Trump himself who insisted in coming to D.C. himself because, again, this is the political campaign as much as a legal one. doesn't convince anybody who isn't already convinced to be a supporter of his. We'll have to see. I'd ask him. You know, that's an that's, um, interesting point, and I get it. Um, they feel, you know, if he's going to go through this, then no, I'm going to go in person and let that he will be the complete focal point of the news today. And I also want to remind anyone going against him, it's impossible to get any traction. Uh, the entire news is blocked out. You know who else benefits from this, though, is President Biden, because there's less focal uh, point on him, the amount of time that he's actually taken off. He's had more vacation time. Uh, but so we will uh, speak with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd, but it is definitely Trump Day in the USA. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Falcon Pest Services, when you have a pest problem, give them a call. Serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services, residential or commercial, whether it is for maybe you have some kind of a termite problem, bed bugs, ants, roaches. Listen, a mice problem. Mice can be problematic. Rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. All different types of programs, multifamily housing, condos, apartments, single-family homes, restaurants, office buildings, highly trained, experienced pest control technicians. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's a one-time treatment, monthly service, quarterly, or year-round protection. You can depend falcon pest services call them today for a free quote 401-739-1322 get your yard sprayed get rid of those mosquitoes falcon pest services call today 401-739-1322 falcon pest services you can also find them on facebook you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online you can at the website, tobitro.com, you log on there, then just click listen live. All right, let's get the latest now. He's been summoned to appear in court Thursday. President Trump, let's get the Trump latest. He's been summoned here to appear tomorrow afternoon. He will be placed under arrest for a third time, then stand before a judge to enter a plea of not guilty. And we're unlikely to see very much of him. He can enter underground here, and there are no cameras in federal court. More than a 1,000 defendants who have been charged for their conduct on January 6th are being prosecuted at this very same courthouse within view of the Capitol. The judge assigned to Trump's case, Tanya Chutkin, has been especially tough on January 6th defendants, handing down prison sentences sometimes longer than what federal prosecutors recommended. And she previously denied Trump when he tried to keep documents from the January 6th Congressional Committee. And in that ruling, she wrote, presidents are not kings. For Trump, this pattern of indictment, surrender and arraignment has become familiar. He faces criminal charges 
now in three cases, and a fourth George is looming in Georgia later this month. Just George. a couple more weeks, okay, It'll be another indictment, as a matter of fact, and none of it is seeming to have any effect. I again repeat, if given the options, as I've said, I don't like some of the people he surrounded himself with. I think there is a lot of noise. We do have some serious problems in the world. I don't like his uh, position with Putin. He has been very aggressive with China, but I would even argue that China and Russia are basically the same. They are foes of ours. So you wonder if President Trump um, were to get back into office, would he just let China take Taiwan and would he let Putin take take uh, Ukraine? I mean, I don't like I don't like the, the nature and the sound of any of that. But then you have to step back, you know, the Republican Party and, and, and with him not at the helm, it, it was frustrating I mean, that was one of the things that that appealed to me and drew me to President Trump in the first place was it was finally willing, someone willing to stand up and fight. It was to, you know, the old Republican Party of it was Link Chafee and John McCain. That's what people don't get. Who wants to return to that? Locally, it was just lose gracefully. Look at the embarrassment we have locally where one of the, quote, Republican leaders at the state house. Uh, doesn't even doesn't even see the fraud that is going on and is is more keen and wants to meet with Senator Josh Miller and some of the other Democrats up there. So, hey, if given the choice of either Mamby Pamney weakness, weak need people that just say, remember, the most important thing to do is lose gracefully. If there's a choice between that or a flawed candidate, we'll take President Trump you know, eight days out of seven. All right. Now there is a major problem going on in New York. Now I have two children. Um, well, I, that I have concerned about simply because, um, one lives in the city, one's constantly in and out of the city. But what is happening right now outside the Roosevelt Hotel is just atrocious. I want to play this piece. City officials are calling on the federal government for help as the line of asylum seekers in Manhattan outside the Roosevelt Hotel grows. The hotel is both an arrival center for migrants where they can get vaccines, food, and other resources, but it is also a humanitarian relief center that is housing families with children. We met this family from Venezuela. Andres arrived by himself last year. His wife and four-year-old daughter followed in May. She spent five days in the jungle. So it's very, very difficult. Many of the people in line over the last several days have been single men, but there are single moms too. Migrants like Vanessa tell us the journey from Honduras has been dangerous and exhausting, but she risked it all for her sons. She says they were hungry, they were cold, but she made it. Unlawful entries along the southern border have decreased 70% from their record highs since the end of Title 42 in May, according to the Department of Homeland Security. ABC's Mireya Villarreal traveled to the border where a 1,000-foot floating barrier of large buoys sits across the Rio Grande, forcing migrants into deeper water and then through razor wire along the banks of the river. People here that traveled with us have said if groups want to get around this barrier, they'll find a way. The Justice Department is now suing Texas after Governor Greg Abbott refused to remove the barrier. Here in New York, migrants from various countries say they just want a chance to work and start a new life. New York's governor and New York City's mayor have urged the federal government to expedite work permits for the thousands of asylum seekers here in New York City. Michael. All right, Stephanie, thank you. Even just the wording of that, asylum seekers... Look at the way they phrase that. They just want work. Bring in the permits. Listen, these people are not following our laws. And there's a problem here, folks, because when they're told that, you know, there's no room for you in New York and you've already reached New York, uh, I, I have a place for you. It's three hours south of here and you can get a driver's license. And, and it's, it's a sanctuary state. And it's called Rhode Island. Oh, Long Island? No, Rhode Island. It's, 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 excuse me, three hours north of here. I said south. Three hours north of here. You're going to drive up 95. We're going to put you on a bus. Oh, is it Boston? No, it's an hour south of Boston. It's this place called Providence in Rhode Island. And you'll be close enough. 
you have family in New York. Okay, then you can come down 95, but it's 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 about three hours, depending on where you land, but three hours north of New York. And then when you want to come down and visit relatives in New York, you can. You're going to be right near Boston, and you're not going to have a problem. And you can stay there, and you'll get all the benefits and so forth. That's a problem. That's a problem that can't be ignored. And that is absolutely going to um, be going on. You know, look at that. When you see that story, does that make sense to anyone? Like, this, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. In the way the Democrat Party, whether it's Governor McKee or Sabina Matos, that says, well, if they, what did Sabina Matos say, Lieutenant Governor? When they arrive in Rhode Island, they're now Rhode Island citizens. Those are her words. This is ludicrous. No, they're not. They're people who have illegally entered the country and they have tremendous needs. And our state continues to just be a magnet for them based on the leadership or lack of leadership. This is crazy. We can't afford this. This is no way to run a country. There are companies that need workers. Fine. Let's have an organized system. Let's set up some parameters. Let's set up a program. This is not working. This is not a method. This is no way to run a country. Come on, this is ludicrous. They're just lining the sidewalk outside of the Roosevelt Hotel. No, that's there. I know there's a better way. And it starts with controlling the border and then controlling who comes in over the border. And we need a president. And I wish we had a governor that would enforce that. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Limitless Outdoors. Why do they call it Limitless Outdoors RI? Well, because it's limitless what they could do for your home, for your property. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Remember their slogan, dream build enjoy it starts with a discussion how you'd like to use your outdoor space they can design your outdoor space to fit your aesthetics and lifestyle they specialize in patios walkways steps outdoor kitchens landscape lighting retaining walls lawn installation excavation limitless outdoors they can also up update your indoor fireplace call today free consultation free quote 401 580-1852. You can also find them on Facebook, and then their website is LimitlessOutdoorsRI.com. How about an outdoor kitchen? Call them today, Limitless Outdoors, 401-580-1852. Remember to follow The John DePietro Show on YouTube. It's John DePietro Show on YouTube. Subscribe, which means you get notified whenever we post new videos you find original content video you can't find anywhere else subscribe today it's free it's the youtube channel of the john DePietro show this portion of the program is brought by the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln pop in and see them whether it's for lunch nice weather you can sit outside on the deck or maybe sit in the dining room delicious food then they also have a great full bar large dining area and you're going to love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln 